Hello, friends, kingdom builders, kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to the ministry of Apostle Kenneth Fletcher and the Mind of Conception podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast to help us connect with the body of Christ and contribute to the growth and success of the kingdom of God. So let's join the teaching of the word right now. One of you that actually uh, listen to the podcast as well, uh, the audio, uh, you know, you, everybody has a podcast, it seems like these days. So we wanted to take advantage of being able to get the audio recording. You can go back and listen to it, uh, the teaching again uh, for 30 minutes. And I think that's a good way to, uh, again, small bite sizes of the word, right? Uh, feeding yourself in the spirit on the word of God every single day. And so that's something I had to learn over the years because uh, even in ministering, there was a time where I would just preach, I, you know, still can do it, but just preach for hours, hours and hours and hours, you know, and I've come to realize that that's not always the best way for people to grab a hold of the word of God. What I've come to realize uh, personally is that, you know, small bites, right? Small portions, but continual, right? You're continually feeding on the word of God, but you're doing it in small portions. So uh, we've been talking about the last several weeks <clears throat> uh, about God dealing with the heart. And we've talked about all kinds of different things about that. Uh, we talked about how God knows the heart. God knows exactly what's in the heart. Uh, we, we talked about having a clean heart, right? A clean heart, a pure heart and clean hands. We want to make sure we're doing that. We want to understand that we need to have a new heart, right? We can't operate with the same old inside person or inner man as we operated before, right? If we're going to operate with God, then we're going to have to operate in the newness of life. So we can't try to bring our old life into this new life. And so we talked about all those different things. Last week, again, I pray that you listen to the podcast again. We talked about that hope deferred will make the heart sick, right? But when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. And we talked about a couple of things, just recapping about how that we can put our hope sometimes in something other than God. It's kind of come somewhat what we talked about a little bit tonight with Miss Veronica, same thing, right? We want to put our hope in God, right? We want to put our hope or our expectation in what God has promised because what he has promised, he is also able to perform. So I got to make sure that I get my eyes surely focused on him, right? No matter what I'm dealing with, no matter what you're dealing with, I got to make sure that I don't take my eyes off of him, right? Even for something that is good, right? Because sometimes something that is good can keep us from away from something that is God. Notice what I'm saying. I'm talking about whether it is, it may be good, but is it of God? Okay. And so, so the reality is I got to make sure I keep my focus on him. And so I want to encourage you all tonight. I uh, will say a few things here and just share it with you. And we're not going to go to a whole bunch of scriptures, but we do want to look at just two basic passages here. And the uh, first one will be, you can write it down, you can go back and read it as well. The first one will be out of, out of the prophet Jeremiah, 
<clears throat> excuse me, uh, the 17th chapter, and the other one will be out of the Gospel of Mark, the 11th chapter. And that's pretty much all we're going to give you tonight. But we're still dealing with that situation of where that faith comes from the heart, right? I have to be aware, as Hebrews 4 tells me, Hebrews says that be aware of an unbelieving heart. Beware, Hebrews chapter 3, excuse me, that there will not be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. So listen, uh, circumstances, situations, difficulties, all of the things that we're dealing with is, is, is designed to pull you away from trusting in the Lord with all your heart and leaning not to your own understanding. Folks, Listen, God can do anything, but God is God is going to, uh, you, you and I are going to receive from God what we are believing him for, right? Because God is the healer. Watch this. If, if I don't ever get healed, he's still a healer, right? If I never get deliverance, God is still a deliverer. What am I trying to say? If I never get redeemed, God is still the redeemer, right? It doesn't change who he is if I don't receive what he promised. So if he promised something, he himself is able to perform it. So you'll say, if that's the case, then brother preacher, why don't God just do it? Well, I'm going to tell you why, because it is faith that pleases God. In order for you and I to receive the benefit of what God promised he would do, he has to find somebody that will believe it. Evangelist Angie shared this before, that the message that God had given her. He said, how be it when the son of man cometh, shall he find faith in the earth, right? Because again, folks, the only way God moves in, on our behalf is when we trust his promise and believe him that he is able to perform what he has promised. But if there's no belief or no connection of faith, what God promised does not manifest in my individual life. Because I know that, just like Avenel was saying earlier, I know God loves the world, right? For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Well, that, that, is, that is exclusive, right? That is in, or inclusive the whole world. But I got to get to a point where it is exclusive. In other words, I got to get to a point where I believe that God so loved me that he gave his only begotten son. Because until I can get to that point, that promise doesn't manifest or make a difference in my individual life, right? You said I've said this before. We're going to go here quickly. But I've said this before. Many people know that God loves us. Oh, God loves us. But do you believe that he loves you, right? And that, that's a difference, folks. That is a big difference that we got to understand that that makes it exclusive. I received this promise for myself. I believe that he loves me, right? And that works in every aspect of our life. It works for our provision. It works for the anointing. It works for, again, the deliverance. It works for the healing. It works for the blessing. 
it works for everything. This the, the promise has to become exclusive. In other words, I have to say this thing is, yes, it's for whosoever will. Not only is it for whosoever will, it is for me. Glory to God. And once I get into that, I'm getting ready to receive the promise. So now I told you two passages tonight, and that's all we're going to go to. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter number 17. Glory to God. And this is uh, pretty good stuff here. Jeremiah chapter number 17. And I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Bible, but we're going to start here at verse number five. Jeremiah 17 and verse number five, the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah. And let me show you what he says here. He says, thus says the Lord. Now, this, 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 this good stuff here. Cursed is the man who trusts in and relies on mankind, making weak, faulty human flesh his strength, and whose mind and heart turn away from the Lord. Let me read that one more time. Thus says the Lord. This is what God is saying. Cursed is the man who trusts in and relies on mankind, making weak, faulty human flesh his strength, and whose mind and heart turn away from the Lord. So God is saying that that person is going to have a difficult time. The person who trusts in human ability is going to have a difficult time. But he goes on in contrast and he gets on, begin to talk about if they're, they're trusted in weak, faulty human flesh for his strength. Now, let, 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 me, let, let me back up here. Let, let me say this. Glory to God. I said last week, and I, I pray that you go back and listen to last week because I talked about our hope must be in God, right? Hope thou in God, for I will yet praise him, for he's the help of my countenance, right? My expectation is only of him, Psalm 62 and 5. What am I saying? I'm not saying you cannot use the things in the earth that God has put in the earth, but I'm saying, where is your trust in? Where is your confidence in? Where is your focus, right? A glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I want to make this very plain because we just now come out of a season, glory to God, not too long ago here. But even when it comes to whatever kind of medication or anything, no, let me tell you something. I'm not telling you don't take it. I'm saying trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. So in other words, I'm not depending on human wisdom and human ingenuity or creativity to fix me. Not saying that God can't use that, but what I'm saying is my hope or my confidence or my expectation has to be in God. So just like Evangelist Smith shared, I'm saying, God, you show me what you make it known. You reveal it. You put it out there, right? And when you do that, God will always come through. So he says, he says this, he gives us a stern warning here in, in Jeremiah, but we're going to get to the good part here in a second. But in Jeremiah, he says in verse six, for he will be like a shrub in the parched desert and shall not see prosperity 
when it comes. Now, who's he talking about here? He's talking about the person that trusts in weak, faulty human flesh for his strength. Glory to God. In other words, the person that will, if you will, refuse to believe God because human intellect and reasoning cannot see a way for that to happen. Guys, when it comes to what we're dealing with, when we're talking about dealing with God, human intellect and human reasoning is, it's off the chart, right? When, when God does something, when glory to God, feel the anointing here, glory to God. When God moves, when the El Shaddai, glory to God, desires to move by his hand of power, human reasoning, it, it's off the chart of human reasoning. Glory to God. So we cannot deny the ability or the power of God to do something because it does not fit in our human reasoning. Glory to God. Somebody praying tonight because hey, this thing is pushing me here. Glory to God. So, so, so he says, you, 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 you don't get a blessing, but you get into again difficulty and trouble and stagnation, or as he calls King James called a curse, because you're trusting only in human wisdom and strength. And then he goes on to say that that person will be like a shrub in the parched desert and shall not even see when prosperity, when it comes, but shall live in the rocky places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. What am I saying? That means, that tells me that if I'm going to depend on human reason only, and intellect and human strength, that my life is going to be very difficult. I'm going to always have difficulty, struggle. Uh, I'm not even going to see when prosperity comes. I'm not, I'm a, he said, listen to what he said. Rocky places, everything's hard, everything's too tough, everything. Why? Because I'm dependent on human reasoning and intellect and strength. Folks, when God tells, oh Lord have mercy, I'm trying not to preach you tonight, but when God tells us to do something, he, he don't always gives up. He don't always give us, let me say, all of the details of how it's going to work out. You know, he like he said to his disciples, he just said, follow me. And he listen, he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So watch this. Let's watch it. He says, follow me and I will make you. Now, now they don't, he, he didn't give them all the details of what they was going to go through, how they were going to be persecuted, how they were going to be ostracized, how they were going to be cast out, cast aside. He just says, follow me, right? Human reasoning wants to say, well, where are we going? How long are we going to be there? Uh, you know, what do I need? Do I need? No, no. Just follow him. Are y'all still with me here? Time is going by quickly, but God's trying to tell somebody something. Put your trust and confidence in God. Glory to God. Put your hope in God. Now watch what he says here. Just keep on going. Uh, and he says in verse number seven, now here's the contrast between the ones who trust in humanity, you know, putting their hope in humanity, and now verse seven. 
Blessed with spiritual security is the man who believes and trusts and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confident expectation is the Lord. Glory to God. So that's the blessed man, right? You don't want to be a cursed man. And when I say man, I'm talking about, you know, mankind. You don't want to be the cursed man. You don't want to have rocky, trouble, uh, desert, heat all the time in your life. But you want to be the blessed man. You want to walk in the blessing. Well, how do you walk in the blessing? You walk in the blessing by believing that God, ha who has promised, is able to perform it. Glory to God. Mm. For verse 8, for he will be nourished like a tree. Come on now. Planted by the waters that spread out its roots by the river and will not fear the heat when it comes. Lord, this is good stuff. I, I'm blessing myself on this. I don't know about you. So he's not telling you not going to go through nothing. He says the heat is still going to come. The difficulties of life will still going to come to the blessed man. But the blessed man is not going to worry about it. <laughs> Glory to God. Because the blessed man, amen, is not going to worry about when the heat comes. But his leaves, I'm talking about the blessed man, the man that trusts in the Lord at all times, but all of his heart, not leaning on human reasoning, glory to God, the blessed man, his leaves will be green and moist, and he will not be anxious and concerned in a year of drought, nor stop bearing fruit. Boy, I don't know about you, but I'd rather be the blessed man. I'd rather be the one that trusts in the Lord. And even though I'm going to have difficult times, he says, even in difficult times, I'm still going to bear fruit. Glory to God. Even when, hallelujah, there's a drought, you still will have green leaves. Glory to God. I'm talking about a drought now, folks. When there's a drought, there is nothing. Glory to God. But even in the time of famine, the righteous will be satisfied with bread. Glory to God, man. You got to hear this. And, and these are the things that God is trying to uh, make the understand to his people that we'll not start talking all kind of negativity, all kind of doubt, all kind of fear, all kind of unbelief. It doesn't matter what the government is doing. You got to understand the people that belong to God, if God has to, he'll send the ravens to feed you with bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. Glory to God. God is not going to allow his people, amen, to, to that are trusting in him to go, amen, hallelujah, without seeing his goodness. So watch this. So let's keep on going here. Time is moving. The heart is deceitful above all things. What is he talking about? And it is extremely sick. Who can understand it fully and know its secret motives, right? So then we've been talking about the heart. Don't let your heart get over there and start leaning on the professional analysis, when the professional analysis is against the ability of God. Oh, Rabbi Shataha, glory to God. I'm trying to make this plain here tonight because I'm not saying you got to hear me the right way. I'm not saying don't use what's there. But wait a minute now. God has to have the final say. There's some kind of way we got to say, wait a minute now. I'm going to go back to God and see what he says about all of this. Okay. All right. He says, the Lord, verse 10, search and examine the mind. I, the Lord, search and examine the mind 
I test the heart to give each man according to his ways, according to the results of his doings, of his deeds, right? So blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. But cursed is the man who trusteth in man. And I love how the Amplified brings it out one last time as we give it a move over to the Gospel of Mark. He says this. He says, the man that trusts in weak, faulty human flesh. <laughs> I mean, boy, I mean, he breaks it down. He said, that's what he's saying. He's not saying you can't use what's there. But if you're dependent upon human reasoning and intellect, folks, you are cutting yourself short of the blessing of God's ability, right? And we say things like this all the time as we're going to the gospel of Mark. But we, we quote these things. We say these things all the time, right? The weapons of our warfare are what? Not carnal. Come on, y'all can probably quote the scripture out of 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. The weapons of our warfare are what? Not carnal, but mighty through God till the pulling down of what? Strongholds. Keep on quoting it. Casting down what? Imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity what? Every thought to the obedience of Christ. What is he saying? I mean, I I'm saying it without saying it. He's saying, listen, I got to take my human reason captive. I can't just think that God may not be able to come through and do something because it doesn't fit in my human thinking and my human reasoning. Uh, glory to God. And I, why you say, well, preacher, why are you saying stuff like this? Because I believe that God wants to manifest himself in a powerful way in this generation. But we got to get, we got to break out, if you will, of that, that realm of human reasoning. I'm not saying you don't use your reasoning. You got to understand what I mean now. But I'm saying that can't be the limit, right? Because God can go beyond that limit. Uh, and many of you, I like to teach this a lot, and I've shared this a lot uh, the, in the gospel of St. John. Don't turn there. But one of my favorite testimonies of Jesus doing a miracle is when he when he spit and put mud on the in the ground and put the mud on the man's eyes. And this all found in John, St. John chapter 9. Told the man to go wash. The man obeyed the voice of Jesus. That's all he did, just simple obedience. He, he got the mud, went washed, miracle. Got his eyesight. The religious folks asked him, now what did he do to you? Well, he put mud on my, on my eyes, told me to go wash. And when I washed the mud out, I could see. And they asked him like two or three times. They kept asking him, well, what did he do to you? What? He said, I've already told you. He put mud on my eyes. I went and washed, and now I can see. Now, what sense in human reasoning does that make? It makes no sense to the human reasoning. And those religious folks, kept they couldn't grab it. They're like, man, what did he do to you? So what I'm, all I'm trying to say, that's just one example. All I'm trying to say is when God wants to do something, we can't, we can't cut him off from doing it because it doesn't fit in our human intellect. Folks, when God, when God starts growing out arms and fingers and, and body parts that weren't there and now they are there, you who, how are you going to explain that? But you got to get to be able, you and I got to get to the place where we can believe that he can actually do that before it will even begin to manifest.
All right. Praise God. All right. Glory to God. All right. All right. So, so I got to make sure that I don't let my heart deceive me and get into unbelief, uh, human reasoning, human intellect, where I begin to uh, not give free free runway, if you will. I'm trying to find words to talk. Free runway to the ability of God, right? Like God, you can do whatever you want to do. I mean, you you listen. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, folks. That's that's that's. Come on, that's easy. I'm talking about the, the deliverance of God. Come on, God, you can do whatever you want to do. Glory to God. I'm talking about the anointing breakthrough, whatever you want to do. God, go ahead and do it. And we believe that you are well able to do what you promised you'll do. Is it, am I helping anybody tonight? Glory to God. All right. So let's let's go here quickly. Uh, oh boy, time is running. Mark 11. And let's just pick it up. I'm going to skip a little bit. So Mark 11, verse 14. And Jesus answered and said unto it. Watch this now. Mark 11, 14. Now, you want to read it? Go back. Read the context for yourself. They were going to Jerusalem. Jesus saw a fig tree with leaves. Went over to the fig tree to get some figs. There was no figs on it, only leaves. And then verse 14. And Jesus answered and said unto it. <laughs> Jesus said unto it. He, he spoke to the tree. No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Then he went on and did some things. He went into the temple, right? And uh, and, and cast the people out and said, my house should be a house of prayer, right? And all of these things, right? And so let's go down now to verse number uh verse number 20. And I want, you want to read the, all of that for your own context so you can understand what I'm saying. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remembrance saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answering saith unto them, watch this, have faith in God, right? Trusting in God ability, trusting in the Lord. Have faith in God. Don't have faith in the what I did to the fig tree or don't say because I spoke to the fig tree like the fig tree going to do something. No, he says, have faith in God. Oh Lord, I hope y'all getting this. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. All right? Wherefore, therefore I say unto you, and we're going to go back quickly, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And here it is, again, dealing with the heart. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, that if that your Father, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. And why, this is why all of this is important, why it works together. But let's go back quickly to verse number 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, or, or in other words, an impossible situation. It just ain't no way this is going to work out. But who shall say to it, talk to it, 
Speak to it. Amen. Glory to God. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Now here it is, folks. And shall not doubt in his heart. Shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Now, folks, let me tell you something. This is where all of us have to go to work in the work of faith, if you will, right? See, I got to make sure that my heart is not doubting. I got to make sure that my heart is confident toward God, right? That I know that whatever God promised me, that I can declare what he has promised me. And because I got a revelation from the Holy Spirit, then I can say what God is saying, right? Uh, but that's where that's where the connect has to come from. So, so watch this. So even in my time of prayer, even in my time of declaration, even in my time of decreeing, right? I got to also make sure that I don't got no kind of bitterness in my heart. He said, listen, while you're praying and speaking and declaring and, and talking to stuff and, and calling it forth and calling those things that be not, you're doing all of that spiritual stuff. He said, but make sure that there's no unforgiveness in your heart, <laughs> right? Make sure there's no doubt in your heart. Make sure there's no, no bitterness in your heart, right? Why? Because until all of that is out, then God doesn't have a, if you will, if I can say it this way, he doesn't have a free runway to just do the, those kind of supernatural things in our line. Folks, God wants to do some things, I believe, with all of us. I really believe this. I believe that he wants to show the world that he is and always will be the answer, right? Listen, and that he's the one that can heal. He's the one that can redeem. He's the one that can deliver. He's the one that is the bright and morning star. So we want to make sure that our faith and our confidence is always in him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not under your understanding, right? Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. Amen, amen. Thank God for his word. We pray that you were blessed by the teaching on our podcast today. Please join us for online fellowship in our personal Zoom room. The access code is 931-432-8488. And the password is the number two. God bless you. We love you and hope to connect with you soon. Until then, continue to be about the Father's business.